grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from Matthew, the 13th chapter. Again, the kingdom of heaven is, is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. You know, dear friends of Christ, if you're a gardener, you hate weeds. And they're a curse. I mean, literally a curse. Uh, you remember back when Adam and Eve fell into sin, one of the curses of sin is that God would put weeds into the field to make harvest labor, make it difficult. It was a curse. And if you've ever used a weed whacker, by the way, don't, don't do them in shorts. They'll just, you know, all the debris will slice into your skin. But if you wear jeans or something thick, you know, there's a sense of satisfaction as you get the weed whacker and, and you, you know, you begin to destroy the weeds. Um, well, this morning we hear Jesus talk about the parable of the weeds. And he starts out, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. And so Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. Well, this whole concept is derived from the Old Testament, the kingdom of heaven. Um, king David declared that the Lord is king forever and ever. And then Daniel told us that it's a kingdom that will never be destroyed, an everlasting kingdom. And then Matthew uses the phrase kingdom of heaven 32 times. He likes kingdom of heaven. The other gospel writers say kingdom of God. So you hear kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, there's no difference. Just know this. The kingdom of heaven are those who profess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior from sin. The kingdom of heaven is filled with the people of God. We would say it's God's invisible church. Remember from your catechism days? There are two parts of the church. There, are, there is the visible part and the invisible part. The visible part are the people we see in the pews. And there are people in the pews in every congregation across the whole world. Not everybody who sits in the pew is going to heaven. There are some weeds among the wheat. That's the visible church. The invisible church are the ones that are the wheat among the weeds. They're the believers. The weeds are the unbelievers. The wheat are those who trust in their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The invisible church. You can't see them because you can't see who of us has the faith, the true faith, and you can't see who among us doesn't. But God knows. And so as we deal with that, to better understand this spiritual concept, Jesus gives a parable and he, and he teaches us um, about a wheat field. And unfortunately, weeds are intermingled in that wheat field, and the workers immediately want to pull up the weeds, get rid of them, because that's what you do with weeds. You get rid of them, they're no good. Weeds should be burned, and eventually they will be by God. The landowner, who is God, tells the workers, let the weeds grow with the wheat. Because if you pull up some of the wheat, uh, pull, pull up the weeds, you might uproot some of the wheat. 
And that wouldn't be proper. We don't want to lose any souls to Satan. And so here, let's consider how do you deal with the weeds? That's our theme. Dealing with the weeds. Every farmer plants good seed. No farmer puts seed out there with weeds in it. That, would just, that just doesn't make sense. And of course, they do everything to combat the weeds. Jesus said, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the children of the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus is always guiding his church. He's always leading us. He's preaching his word to us. He's establishing faith in us. He's drawing us closer to him. He's drawing us to his table to receive Holy Communion. He, he draws us to baptism. And, and, of course, last week we learned about that, how God plants his seed in different types of soil. Sometimes that seed grows and prospers in the good soil. In those people, they are the wheat. God's word accomplishes its purpose in those for whom it's meant. Last week we read this promise from God, remember? So shall my word be that goes from my mouth, from Isaiah. It shall not return to me empty, my word, but it will accomplish that for which I purposed it, and it will succeed for the, in the thing for which I sent it. So God's word is to be proclaimed, and those who hear will hear. Let him who has ears hear. God's word then comes, and we hear it, and it convicts our hearts of sin. God's word puts us on our knees. God's word makes us cry out for mercy, and that's why Paul confessed, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful flesh. And once convicted, then we turn, we turn to Jesus. We turn to the one who can save us. So he convicts us, and then he comes to deliver us. And he converts us. He changes us from unsaved unbelievers to saved believers. He changes us. He literally converts us from weeds to wheat. Sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. This is what God does to his church. So he plants good seed in good soil. And of course, last week we talked about the different kinds of soil, right? How sometimes the seeds don't last very long, but God plants good seed in good soil and brings people into his kingdom. Psalm 1 says that the believers are like a tree planted by streams of water, which is able to yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever that believer does prospers. Satan does not want us to prosper. Satan is the enemy. He does not want the seeds to grow. He does not like the wheat. And he does not like when God protects the wheat and blesses the wheat and forgives the wheat and nurtures the wheat. And so Satan has purposed. Paul warns us. But he also tells us how this word works in our hearts. He says, the word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That's a word of faith that we confess and that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll inherit the kingdom of God if you confess and believe. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the, one, with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And Satan hates that. 
It's just so easy. He hates that. He hates when people believe in the promise, and he hates it when people come into God's kingdom. And so Satan is determined to do something about that. He comes to plant bad seeds, and he plants seeds of doubt, seeds of unbelief. He plants seeds of anger, seeds of frustration, seeds of dissatisfaction. He plants seeds of apathy. He plants bad seed. And Jesus puts it this way in our parable. The enemy came and sowed seeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds also appeared. In the parable, Jesus talked about a specific weed. It's called the darnel. Darnel looks like wheat. It's a weed that looks just like wheat. But it doesn't have the wheat grain in it. It has instead a little black seed that's bitter tasting. In fact, that little black seed can make you sick. The bad seed is bad for us. The weed is bad for us. Our parable says the weeds are the sons of the evil one, the children of Satan, children of darkness, the unbelievers. And the enemy is the one who sold them, the devil himself. And Satan loves, through his servants, to plant seeds of doubt. Sometimes his servants are among us. Among our own family, among our own church members. And of course, Satan loves to do that. Remember how Satan caused Adam and Eve to doubt in the Garden of Eden? By causing them to question God's promises? Did God really say that you should eat of Every, you know, you can't eat of all the trees. And then, of course, Satan turned Adam and Eve against the Lord. That's what Satan does. And then Satan wasn't finished. He goes to Adam and Eve's children. And you remember the story, how he worked in, in uh, Cain's heart, anger toward his brother, jealousy toward his brother, planted seeds of jealousy and envy. And then what does he do? Cain kills his brother Abel. And Satan plants bad seeds. And one of the wheat turned to weeds. Planting bad seeds destroys faith. And that's why Paul warned the early Christian church about it. And he warns us today. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all your flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, Paul says, fierce wolves will come to you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own cells will arise men speaking twisted things to draw you away, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert. In his letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul wrote about Satan. For our struggle here in this congregation is not about flesh and blood, but it's against rulers, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And Satan loves with his forces to come and plant bad seed in the church of God. In the lives of people you love, he comes to destroy faith. 
former Christian, Joshua Harris, was a uh, popular Christian author on dating and, and sexual purity. He had written several books. However, Satan went to work in his life and began to plant bad seeds. Harris was also a pastor of a megachurch in Maryland from 2004 to 2015. Satan started planting those bad seeds, and Harris got to the point where he started renouncing his books. My books contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry, he said. And he apologized to the LGBT community for the offense that he had caused them. And he took part in a gay pride festival in Vancouver. Last year, about this time, Harris walked away from the faith. Left Christianity altogether and he said, I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. I'm not a Christian. And losing my faith doesn't bother me at all. Satan got another. And he continues his work in God's church. Indeed, Jesus says there are weeds among the wheat. And too often, the weeds lead the wheat away. The unbelievers among us affect us, as weeds do affect a plant. How frustrating is that? You know, we send our kids away to college and they come back atheists. Or maybe you have family members that you know, that you love, who have watered from the faith. How frustrating is that? Somebody's been in their ear, somebody's been in their heart, somebody's been planting seeds. Weeds hurt wheat. And that's why we want to get out the weed whacker, because this makes us angry. It frustrates us, and we want to get rid of the weeds. And Jesus says patience. He preaches patience. He teaches us, he teaches us to teach the weeds, to love the weeds, to speak the truth and love to the weeds. The Lord calls for patience. In our parable, the servants found the weeds in the field, and the owner said, an enemy did this. And of course, the servants wanted to get out there and take care of the weeds right away. Let's pull them up. And the owner said, no, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow up together until the harvest. You know, Jesus not only wants us to be patient with the weeds, Jesus himself was patient with the weeds. Remember all the unbelievers that attacked him? How did Jesus treat his enemies? He loved them. He prayed for them. He forgave them from the cross, for they did not know what they were doing. In fact, Jesus wants us not only to be patient with the weeds, He says the weeds are our mission field. The weeds are the future believers in Christ. So He doesn't want us to give up on the weeds. He doesn't want us to hate the weeds. He says, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. However, a time will come when God's patience wears thin. A time will come when God's patience wears out. 
And our parable says, let both the weeds and the wheat grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. The final harvest is going to happen. God's promised it. And the day of judgment is coming. And that's the day when God will separate the wheat from the weeds permanently. Jesus talks about the judgment day. He says, so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the evil ones from the righteous and will throw them into the fiery furnace in a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For now, patience. For now, we teach the words because as the weeds come to church, in the proclamation of the gospel, they might hear and they might be saved. The weeds might become wheat again. And God is merciful. So we teach them if they're willing to listen. But know this, one day there will be a time when weeds and wheat will no longer live together. We long for that day when the church militant becomes a church triumphant. And then we live in God's kingdom forever and ever on a new earth with our new bodies. The kingdom of heaven will finally be revealed. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.